Hi, this is Stephen Blandino, and I want to welcome you to the third episode of the Leader Fluent Podcast. Leader Fluent is a monthly podcast designed to equip leaders with quality, thought-provoking content to develop thriving churches and organizations. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, let me invite you to check out my blog at stephenblandino.com. There's hundreds of leadership articles as well as several free resources that you can download to help you grow, to help your team, to help you maximize your impact as an organization. Well, in this episode of Leader Fluent, we're talking about creating stellar customer service. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Let me start by asking you a question today. What was the best customer service you've ever experienced? For my family, the best or or at least the most memorable customer service experience was a trip that we had to Walt Disney World. Let me set the stage for you and kind of give you a little bit of the backstory here. A few weeks before we took this vacation to Disney, our daughter Ashley, who at that time was a teenager, Um, went to the orthodontist to have her braces removed and to get top and bottom retainers for her teeth. And you know, if you've had teenagers that have ever gone through that experience, that's a great day because finally they get these braces off and their teeth are beautiful. And so she gets her braces off, gets these retainers. And I remember telling her, I said, we pay for the first set of retainers, but you pay for the second set so don't lose them, right? That seems completely reasonable for a parent, right? Because you know how easy it is for those to get lost. Well, it seemed like a fair deal until we arrived at Disney World that year. And so it was our first night there, and it was dinner time. We went uh, down to the restaurant at our hotel. We enjoyed dinner together, and then we head back to our room. And as we're heading back to our room, that's when all the drama began. Ashley suddenly realized that she had left her retainers wrapped in a napkin on our table at the restaurant. And so we immediately rushed back to the restaurant and and we asked if they had found a set of retainers on the table, but by that time the table had been cleared and, and there were no retainers anywhere to be found. And I remember the Disney staff, they were so gracious, they apologized and they said, you know, tell us your room number. If we come across them, we'll bring them up to your room. And so we leave the restaurant and uh, as we're heading back to our room, I remember Ashley's head is just hanging low because she knows exactly what's just happened. She just kissed, you know, at that time, $225 goodbye, right? Nothing like a, a big dark rain cloud moving in to spoil an evening at what's supposed to be the happiest place on earth, right? So so we head back to our room and, and we start to wind down for the evening because we've got an early morning the next day at the park. But about an hour after we got back to our room, we heard a knock at our door. And when we answered, there were two cast members standing at our door. Cast members is, is what Disney calls each of their employees. And, and they entered into our room and they were holding in their hand a silver platter, like one of those silver dinner platters that they serve at a fancy restaurant where they, they take the lid off and present your meal to you. They're holding one of those in their hand and they take the lid off the silver platter and there on the plate was Ashley's two retainers and a Mickey Mouse doll. And in that moment, we could not believe it. In fact, just to be honest, we were utterly shocked. And I remember asking, where on earth did you find the retainers? And they said, well, we dug through the trash for more than 20 minutes, and we finally found both of the retainers. And and then once we found them, we sterilized them, and, and here they are. And they brought them to our room with this Mickey Mouse doll. 
and we were just blown away, like shocked, and we, we thanked them, and we were so grateful, and, and they were so kind. And, and after they left, a, a little while later, it, it suddenly hit me. And I just, as I was thinking about it, I thought, who does that? Like, what company digs through the trash for 20 minutes? And, and let, me, let me just say, trash from a restaurant, right? I mean, this is not just like, you know, paper and towels and things like that. I mean, this is everybody's food that has been dumped into these trash cans. Who does that to meet a customer's need? Well, apparently Disney does, right? And, and so they created, because they went that extra mile, they created a memory a memory that, that today we fondly look back at as, as the best customer service we've received. And my family will never forget that. But, but here's what I know about that customer service. And you know this true to, to be true as well. And that is that that kind of customer service does not happen by accident. It requires intentionality. It requires a system. It requires team members who really care. And so that's what I want to talk about today. In this episode of Leader Fluent, I want us to look at four keys to create stellar customer service. So whether you're leading in a business or a nonprofit or a school or in a government setting or you're in a church environment, you have people that you serve. And how do we do so with excellence? Here's four things that I think will help and I think will help make a memorable impact on the people that you're serving. Number one, create a customer-friendly system. Why was Disney able to provide stellar service to my family? It's because they created a system that makes it possible. Think about it. In their book, Be Our Guest, Disney describes an integration matrix that looks at two different things, service standards and delivery systems. In other words, they've identified the service standards that they want to consistently deliver to their customers. And these service standards are things like safety and courtesy and efficiency, things like that. And then they've implemented those service standards in three different delivery systems in their cast, which again, that's their employees, uh, in their setting, so their different environments in their parks and everything, and then in their processes. So let me give you an example. One of Disney's service standards is courtesy. So they ask, how can we deliver courtesy through every one of our delivery systems? In other words, how do we deliver courtesy through our cast members, through our environments, and through our processes? We've adopted this strategy at Seven City Church. One of our service standards that we've identified is friendly, meaning that we want to treat guests with exceptionally friendly and personable service. And we've identified three delivery systems that we want to be friendly our volunteers, our environments, and our processes. So let me give you an example. We'll, we'll ask ourselves, how can we create friendly volunteers? Now, we might answer that by saying, well, let's start by recruiting friendly people. That's the, that's the easiest place to start. And then let's train our volunteers on what friendliness looks like. And let's make sure our volunteers feel loved and appreciated. And then we'd ask another question, how can we create friendly environments? Like, let's make sure our environments are well-designed. Let's make sure the environment is clean and well-lit, that the temperature is comfortable. Let's make sure, you know, there's easy to see and easy to read signage to help guests find their way. All of these make the environment more friendly. And then the last question would be, how can we create friendly processes? 
For example, our guest card used to be long and it asked for way too much information from our guests. And so we realized that that was frustrating and, and causing some people just not to fill out the card. And so to make the process of filling out a guest card more friendly, we simplified it by cutting down the information that we were asking for. So to, to create a friendly system, that's where you start. Identify your service standards and your systems to deliver those standards to your customers. And if you want to learn more about this, I really highly recommend the book Be Our Guest that was published by the Disney Institute. They have just some fantastic insight there, and that book really unpacks this idea in a lot more detail. Okay, the second key to deliver stellar customer service is to recruit people who love people. Now, this seems obvious. I, I, I get that. Um, but this is really critical. In his book, The Customer Rules, Lee Cockrell cites a, a study that asked customers why they stopped doing business with a company. Here's what they found. 43% named negative experiences with a staff person as the main reason for taking their business elsewhere. And 30% said they moved on because they were made to feel they were not a valued customer. Lee Cockrell goes on to say that, that when it comes to customer satisfaction, the single most effective strategy is to hire people who have what he calls the triple crown. And the triple crown consists of great skill and I can do whatever is needed attitude and tremendous passion for their work. When you combine those three ingredients, they, they add up to an indispensable added uh, element of great customer service, and that is commitment. Like people feel like your team, your staff are committed whenever they're delivering that. So, so here's, the, here's the point. You can't deliver great customer service without people who love people. That brings us to our third key. Number three, engage your customers. I find this interesting. The Greek word for hospitality means love of strangers. That's, that's what hosp hospitable people do. They love strangers almost like they were their own family. But what can we do to engage our customers, to make them feel like they're part of our family, to love them in a way where, where they feel like they're a part of what's happening? Let me give you a couple of tips. The first one is build relationships, not just sales. The companies where you feel the greatest sense of loyalty are the ones that are most interested in you, right? Think about it. They don't just want your money. They want to build a relationship with you, okay? In his book, The Customer Service Revolution, John DeJulius, he shares a simple strategy to build relationships with customers, and he, he calls the strategy FORD, F-O-R-D. The F stands for family. In other words, he says, ask your customer about their family, because when, you're, when you take an interest in the people that are most important to your customers, you show that you care. I'll give you an example. I, I was at a, a dentist visit one time, and my dentist asked me about my daughter's wedding. And uh, how did they know about my daughter's wedding? They knew because in the previous visit, I had mentioned to them that our daughter was about to get married. Well, the fact that they remembered it made the visit that much more personal. They, they made it feel like they weren't just doing dental work, but that they genuinely were interested in me and in my family. I felt noticed. I felt cared for. Okay, and I know they've got a system in place to make that happen, but, but again, they, they asked 
about my family. The O stands for occupation. In other words, you know, ask your customers or, or your, the guests that you serve, ask them about what type of work they do. And here's the thing about asking someone about their occupation. It almost always leads to great follow-up questions because people generally enjoy talking about themselves, right? They, and, and work is one of the easiest things to talk about. So as the relationship, uh, you know, moves along, you know, ask about that. The letter R stands for recreation. And this may be something that you ask about later, or depending on where the conversation goes, it may come up earlier. But as the relationship begins to deepen, ask them about their hobbies, what they enjoy doing. I know whenever I get my hair cut, uh, the person cutting my hair will often ask, you know, what, what me and what my family are doing uh, that weekend. Like, are we doing anything fun that weekend? So ask about recreation. And then finally, if the if the conversation continues to deepen, if the relationship continues to deepen, and again, this may be more than a single contact, a single interaction, but as the relationship deepens, you, you'll, you may go to the letter D, and D stands for dreams. You, you may come to the place where, you, where they begin to open up about their future hopes and dreams and goals and aspirations. Those four things, F-O-R-D, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. When you start learning those things about your customers, you begin to show them that you really care. So start building relationships by using the Ford strategy. And, and, and here's what John DeJulius's theory is whenever it comes to those four things. He says that to really know your guest, you, you have to know at least two of the four. You have to know at least two of the four. So make that your goal. Here's a second way to engage your customers. Create wow experiences. My family's experience at Disney was definitely a wow experience, right? But but here's the thing. We had another, that wasn't like just a, a random thing or, or we just got lucky, right? We, we had other wow experiences as well. In fact, in a whole nother visit to Disney, one night we decided to eat at, a, at another hotel's restaurant that was hosting a character dinner with some of Disney's favorite characters. And I remember we got one of the last reservations for the evening and we ended up staying a bit longer than normal. So whenever it was time for us to return to our hotel, we, we asked, you know, what our options were to return. And the hotel staff said, I'm sorry, but the transportation method from our hotel to your hotel is no longer operating. And my wife and I, we kind of looked at each other and thought, okay, what are we going to do? And then, and then the cast member said this. I said, well, hold on a minute. And after a moment, they came back and they said, we're pulling a car around for you right now. We'll drive you to your hotel. Now, let me just tell you, the, the hotel that we we're going to that had the character dinner, it was much nicer than the hotel that we were staying in. But, but they pulled around this brand new Cadillac and escorted us to our hotel which again was not as fancy as the hotel that we had eaten at. What did they do in that moment? They provided another wow experience. They solved our problem. They met our need. They, they were going to make sure we got back to our hotel and that we were taken care of. Those wow experiences are how you engage your customers and create loyalty. Okay. And he, look, here I am now telling you about our wow experiences. Isn't that what you want for your organization and the people that you serve, okay? One, one final strategy, number four, practice team huddles. One of the most effective practices employed by the Ritz-Carlton hotel chain is, is their daily lineup before each shift. Employees will gather for a brief huddle 
where they always review one of their service values. For example, one of the Ritz-Carlton service values is, I am always responsive to the expressed and unexpressed wishes and needs of our guests. And so during their daily lineup, which again happens before each of their shifts, they'll read uh, a service value and then they might tell a story of how that value was lived out at their hotel. Well, what, what makes this impactful is that it's happening every day. It's not like just a monthly thing or a time when they gather all of their employees together, like in a rally of some kind. No, it happens every day before every single shift. They'll discuss a service value and then once they've gone through all 12 values, they start over. And this happens again every single day. This happens every day, every shift. And as a result, those service values become ingrained in the culture of the organization. At Seven City Church, uh, we, we do a, a team huddle at the start of each Sunday as, as, as a way to drive home to our teams, our vision, our values, stories of life change, you know, wins that we can all celebrate together. And, and it lets people know, hey, you are making a difference and what you do matters. It also helps, and this is important, it also helps us draw a direct line between their service and how well we take care of guests walking through the door. So it, it just makes their role have extraordinary purpose in what they're doing. Okay, let's review. To create stellar customer service, do four things. Number one, create a customer-friendly system. In other words, identify your service standards and the systems that will help you deliver those standards to your customers and to your guests. Number two is recruit people who love people. Don't just train your people to be friendly. Recruit and hire friendly people. Number three, engage your customers. How do we do that? By building relationships, not just sales. And again, the Ford strategy is one way to start building those relationships. And by creating wow experiences. And number four, practice team huddles. Team huddles will, will help you drive your values deep into the organization. They'll help your team members see how what they do matters and how it's making a difference. I know customer service is much more detailed than this, but listen, I believe these four strategies are a great place to start. So I hope those help you out as you do your very best to create a culture and an environment and an organization where you serve people walking through your door in the very best way. Well, if you found today's episode helpful and practical, I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Leader Fluent today. And would you do me a favor? Would you tell a friend or maybe a coworker or another leader that would benefit? And while you're at it, why don't you stop by, leave a rating or a review today? I so much appreciate it and uh, hope that this is helping you grow and become more effective as a leader and as you're leading your team and the organization that you serve in. If you'd like more leadership content or something that will help you or your team or your organization, check out stephenblandino.com. There's tons of articles and resources there. So thanks again for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of Leader Fluid.